It's That Slate with me, Shazzy D, and today's show is going to be epic. If you are a fan of musical theater, then you are going to love my next guest. She is a triple threat, singer, dancer, actor, and just all-round superstar. And she's currently starring as Tina Turner in Tina, the Tina Turner Musical. It's Ruva Nguenya. Ruva, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. It's my first podcast. <laughs> no. Oh, I'm honored. I'm so honored. <laughs> me too. <laughs> Look, so let's take it a little bit back because I understand you back in high school did a musical with the song River Deep Mountain High. Is that correct? Yes, we were doing a musical about an, another artist and within that storyline, um, River Deep Mountain High makes an appearance and the drama teacher at the time said that I was cast as Tina, Tina Turner, and I was to sing River Deep Mountain High. This was at 15 in year 10. Um, and so I was like, oh, cool, you know, got mum's leather skirts, some of mum's fishnets, and I was out there as Tina Turner at 15 singing River Deep Mountain High. And that performance was massive for me because it kind of, at the time, it kind of went viral around the schoolyard and everyone said, you've got to watch the school musical because Ruva sings and it's great. And it really catapulted me into um, performing and I ended up moving schools and moved to an art school after that and really focused in on my singing. So that was a was a huge moment. So kind of like I went full circle. I sang Tina then and now I'm singing Tina again. <laughs> now look at you now. It was meant to be, I reckon. Meant yeah. to be. Meant to be, it feels like that, yeah. The musical itself, so it kicked off about May, is that right, in Sydney? Yes. I mean, I've been rehearsing and preparing for it since December before then. So that December up until May, it was a lot of training going in. I saw the musical, absolutely loved it. It blew me away. I have not seen a performance where I have just been fully immersed like that in such a long time. This was like top tier. Me and my sister were like getting up, dancing as well. I don't want to give too much, um, you know, too much away for those who haven't seen it, but it's it's incredible thank you so much thank you like it's so amazing that I get to do that every day and I you know it is a journey you know so I don't want to yeah like you said don't want to give it away for people, for people who haven't seen the show but it really is a journey once that curtain goes up and the story starts um we take you somewhere else but then where we end is so euphoric and it's so joyful so yeah can you talk about how you're able to keep that energy, keep that focus, because you're up on stage for something like three hours, is that right? Yeah, it's two, about two and a half hours. Um, there is a, it's a mixture of uh, adrenaline, um, show fitness, because you do it every day, and technique and professionalism, because it's a, it's a, also takes a bit of skill to be able to sing like that as much as you do for two and a half hours every day and to use your body that way. So when I say technique, you know, I'm talking about things like, you know, engaging your core when you're dancing, not just flopping your body around and throwing your body around, but really holding yourself and engaging your muscles and breathing deeply and taking clear breaths um, and being intentional about where you, 
where you talk or where you scream. So in the dialogue, don't just scream, but really use your, your stomach and your, your breath support to get the same effect, but in a safe way that you can do over and over again. So it's kind of a combination of all those things, but there's definitely adrenaline in there because some of that stuff, I don't feel like I could do it right now. Like if you ask me to do it, I feel like it can only come out in a certain state of intensity and emotion and adrenaline. So it's, it's a mix. And what I love is that you really do go through kind of some key moments in Tina Turner's life and, you know, there's, Emotions, a roller coaster of emotions that goes through with that. Um, mm-hmm. But also, of course, her iconic music is throughout the musical. Do you have a favorite one of her songs? Well, I have a couple. So, definitely River Deep Mountain High for reasons I said earlier about high school. And when I sing that, I feel really grateful. And just it reminds me of that feeling I had when I was 15 singing it. So that's definitely one of my favorites. Um, And I definitely would say Proud Mary, just because it's so iconic and it's so fun to sing and you just get to let loose and the Corrie is just so cool and you're on the mic and I'm in a cool costume. And it's just, it's like my Beyonce-esque diva moment. (laughs) I love it. I'm not gonna lie, I like that song too. Actually, my look. Let's be real; it's my sister's favorite song, "Proud Mary." So um, I'm glad you also like it. Oh, I love it. I love it. It's iconic. I do also want to say, first of all, um, rest in peace, of course, to Tina, because this year was, you know, very sad for you know her family and her fans. Um, is it true? So, so correct me if I'm wrong, but you know, a bit earlier before production started, did you actually get like her blessing? Yes, it was so special. I got a official statement from Tina herself that was written by Tina. And it was not only to me, but it was to the entire Australian company. And the message pretty much, it opened with saying, you know, she loves Australia and she does have a very strong connection with Aussies. And um, she's come out here many a time touring and, we love her out here with Simply the Best and the NRL and all of the the connection that she made with Australia. So it was really like um, a letter of gratitude and support for us putting on the show for her and saying that, you know, she's really happy that we're doing it. And she kind, and she signed it off by saying, and I know that Ruva will bring her own soul and, you know, her own charisma to the role of Tina and your Tina is yours to do as you will with it. And to get that kind of a message was just so incredible. And it really took a lot of pressure off my shoulders because it it made me feel like Tina Turner herself has accepted me as I am and what I bring. Um, And it's, it's a thing of marrying the icon and the essence of who Tina is with who Ruva is and bringing them together and creating a performance that people will love and connect with that feels genuine and feels real. I love that. What an incredible thing for her to do too, to like personally write that for you guys. Yeah, when I read it, I actually cried. I was like, is this for real? Like Tina Turner wrote my name. (laughs) Like, She knows who I am. (laughs) That's huge. An actual legend. Yeah. I'm just thinking like your inner child, like from where you started to like now. Oh. Top tier. Speaking of um, the NRL, you actually performed, didn't you? You performed 
What was that like? Gosh, you know, no. I was so scared. I'll be honest. I was I was fearful because it's the biggest stage I'd ever performed on in my life. Because not only was it a hundred thousand people in the stadium, there was the million people watching on the TV, and like people don't get it. Like it's not an arena where an arena is. I don't know. Maybe like. 50,000, 25, 50,000, a stadium is like the biggest you can get. So some pop artists don't even play in stadiums. You know, you get a lot of the rock acts who do that, who can pull those kind of crowds, but it's very unusual to for artists to play in stadiums. They have to be extraordinarily popular. So it's not an opportunity that comes to many musical theater performers, as you can imagine. So I was very much like, oh crap, like this is really, the pressure was on. And I remember on the day I had like dry mouth, I was shaking, I, the, the fear was there. But the minute that the music started in my in-ears and we got to going, I just ticked it over into, into work mode, into passion, into fun, into what I've been doing for the past 25 years. So it was it's a moment I'll never forget. I don't have anything to compare it to. It's just, it was amazing. It was definitely a bucket list moment. Oh, great. It was scary. <laughs> scary, but you did it. You nailed it. You sung, you performed, and now you can add another thing to your bucket list that can just like top that, like just always bigger, always better. It's, it's yeah, it, it's not common that you see that, especially with musical theatre performers in Australia, to get those kind of platforms. So it was really fun. Oh, I want to do it again. Good. Well, I hope you get to do it again because, look, when you look like you and I, the opportunities for us to, you know, get up there and really show all the amazing work that yeah. you know, yourself you've been doing is incredible and it's a good honour that you got to do it. Thank you. Like I am very honoured, and like you said, like it's very far and few between. And I hope that it, yeah, it's inspiring, and it invites other young girls like us to embark in the arts, in a you know, in a career or a hobby or education in the arts, because there's there's stuff out there for you. That's what I hope it does for them, at least. Yeah. Can you talk about, I guess, the next stage? Because now that I guess right up until December is the Sydney leg of the now tour. It's going off. I think uh, it's going Perth, Adelaide, Brisbane, and Melbourne. Are you excited to be touring around the country with the musical? I am. I am so excited. I've been on a couple of tours before. I've, I, did, I toured with The Lion King, which was my first ever tour. And that was a really special, special tour. And it, had a, it has a great spot in my heart. Um, but it's really cool to be taking this show on tour as a lead who, you know, is the front of the show. It's quite an honour. And I'm excited to go to different audiences and different cities. And I hope that, you know, people out there get to see it. And again, we get diverse audiences coming through. We're going to Adelaide. We're going to Perth. I know that there's a lot of Africans in Perth. So please, y'all better come and support. <laughs> um, but I'm excited to take it on tour. And I, it feels like a working holiday. I'm going to be staying near the beach where I can and seeing all of these beautiful states. I'm excited. Yes, you heard that. All the other states, I know right now we're in New South Wales, but all the other states, come on. 
come go support go and see the show like i'm from melbourne so i know my melbourne crew will show up and show out but you know when we hit brisbane and perth and adelaide they're not cities that i frequent a lot i'm not really from there so i really hope that you know a lot of people come out in support and i get to meet a bunch of new people when i'm out there go and get tickets people like honestly get a ticket christmas is coming up if you're thinking of something to get go and yeah. see the show get tickets yeah i really guarantee that you know black audiences will love this this is um a black story black bodies on stage black singing black voices black music it's it's us you know it's a representation of us in its most rawest and real form when i get out there and any of the girls who play tina when we get out there we give it everything we have we don't hold back um it's not cookie cutter and it's not apologetic it's real and i feel like a lot of black people can relate to what they're going to see on that stage and so it's a rare opportunity to see yourself on on an australian musical theater stage now switching gears a little bit to your own singing career you have recently released your own single strawberries yes. wow that I visualizer is <laughs> you see <laughs> please tell us about I, it tell us the inspo i filmed that in this in this kitchen right here where i am right now i filmed it here the song is it's kind of like a diary entry of my experience on the dating apps <laughs> um i was having a time on the dating apps and i thought this is actually really funny. Like some of the some of the wild um, messages I'd be getting, like, "You look sexy like Oprah." And I, I'm not even joking. Like, I the, I got an opening message that said that, and I was like, "This is not normal." <laughs> um, and I guess it's tongue in cheek in just a nod to the dating experience as a black woman, you know, and what it, and what it's like to to put yourself out there and the kind of wild messages and I guess microaggressions that you can get. And even though the, so the song is very funny and it's light and cheeky, the undertone is actually quite, it's quite real and it's quite serious. And it's about dealing with um, love and dating as a black woman in Australia on the apps and how hard it can be to find that connection. And the visualizer for me, overall, it's about loving yourself and finding value in being you and you're the you're the queen of your own castle and love will find you but until then you know keep your standards high <laughs> and you just you keep you keep chugging along living your best life ladies <laughs> so that's kind of the message of the song in the background but i wanted it to be playful and light and easy to listen to um i'm actually really proud of the song i really love it um and it's part of a, a bigger project. So it's kind of like the teaser to something a lot, a lot, a lot bigger with a lot more themes to it. So yeah. Ooh, I'm excited. Okay. Make sure you keep us posted. 100%, 100% I will. But at the I, last minute, I was like, I want to do a visual for this song because it's cute. And I just had this image of me eating like a bunch of strawberries and making a milkshake. <laughs> performing musical theater was that always something that you wanted to do growing up was performing always something i wanted to do yes and it was always something i did do like i would i loved sport growing up i played a lot of netball 
Yeah, um, same. And volleyball. I even went to New Zealand to play volleyball. Like, yeah, like I was really, really into my sport. But I was always singing. Like I would always walk to school singing. My whole neighborhood knew me as the girl who's always singing down the street. Um, and singing was always like a little party trick that I could do. So, you know, at lunchtime, people would be like, oh, sing. Um, remember, like, Work It Out, Beyonce, the Austin Powers song? They'd always be like, sing that. You're really good at singing that. You sound exactly like Beyonce. And it was kind of like this party trick. But then it was like, no, I actually just am good at singing. And I was I was mimicking the Whitney Houston, Mariah Carey's, Destiny's Child. I just loved music. So I don't know if I had formulated in my mind that I wanted to be a, a musician and a performer. It was just something that I always loved. I've always loved music growing up. It was just, I even remember the Spice Girls. They were the first girl group that I was obsessed with and I would replay the tape over and over again. Mum says memories of me in kindergarten. They put the music on at kindergarten and everyone would be running around playing and I'd stop what I was doing and just start jiving. <laughs> so it's always been a part of who I am, but I don't know that I had the intention of being a actual performer until high school years. And that was in Melbourne, of course. Yes, yes. And then I, I moved to Victorian College of the Arts Secondary School for year 10, no, for year 11 and 12. And that's where things really like, like I was around, you know, prodigy violinist kids and ballerinas. And that's when I was like, yeah, I'm going to be a musician and really went in on it. Can you talk about, I guess, maybe some tips or some advice, particularly for people of colour, for how to kind of go through it? You went through, you know, performing art school and, you know, where you are now, performing on stages, actually touring around the country. Can you talk about some maybe tips you could share? Yeah, definitely. I would say uh, one of my tips would be to insert yourself into spaces for the performing arts um, that you're not currently in. I know that black folk have a tendency to be in our own suburbs with our own cliques and our own friends and we listen to our music, we do our Afrobeat thing, we do our, 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 our thing. Um, and if you want to be part of the Australian music industry, uh, in entertainment industry, we're not quite there with the diversity piece. And so it's up to us to kind of slam through those doors. So ways you can do that is you need to, I would get myself an agent. I would get myself an agent that works within the Australian industry or, an, or a manager, someone who can represent you, who has connections to the industry as a whole, whether it be, you know, casting for film and TV or music theatre with the briefs and all of that kind of thing. In the music industry, you just need to have your connection in. So getting representation um, and inserting yourself in spaces. So attending schools, if you're a dancer, like going to classes where you know there's a close relationship between the dance school and casting for new things that are happening. Like in Sydney, there's Brent Street, in Melbourne, there's a few of them, the space, um, ministry, sorry, ministry of dance, like getting connected with schools that have connections within the industry. You need to be part of it to, to even know what's going on. 
and in the first place because yeah I think that the industry doesn't always do a great job of going into our communities to find the people so I can say you go to them and that's that's what I did I, I went to a music art school and from there it was very easy to take some steps forward into um, the industry I would also say working on your craft um, don't rely on talent alone. That's not, I don't think that's enough um, anymore. <laughs> I think that talent is great, but I think that your skill, your work ethic, your determination, your mindset is, um, and your breadth of skills. So not just having one thing is very important. So if you're primarily a singer, maybe go get some acting classes to go with it. You know, if you're a dancer, Get, maybe get some singing lessons so that you can be seriously considered for musical theatre. You know, try and get a few extra skills under your belt. Um, yeah, but don't rely on your talent and your gift. It's not, I don't think it's enough. Ruba, <laughs> thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure having you on the show and all the best for the rest of the year here in Sydney and for the rest of your tour with the musical. Thank you so much, Sharon. I'm really like excited. This is my first podcast. I hope it's good. <laughs> it has been great.